Hey y'all, welcome back to Hour 2 here on the Friday, June 3rd, 2022 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast. Uh, part 2 coming up uh, in just one second with Troy Morris, who is the head football coach at South Forsyth High School. Uh, it was great getting to know and talk with Coach about his program, about uh, his coaching philosophy, uh, how Forsyth is just booming and coming Georgia as a whole, coming Swanee, that Northern Gwinnett, Southern Forsyth, that whole area is just really popping off. Uh, had Coach Palmieri, Denmark on a few weeks back, so a lot of Forsyth coverage here on the podcast. We got all these Oak Ridge pieces this week as I spent a lot of time with the Oak Ridge Wildcats here in East Tennessee. So, I mean, Friday Night Lights and high school football is in my blood and uh, I love it uh, a lot. So being able to um, talk with Coach about all of that and uh, his his program, his offense, his philosophy, uh, what happened last year, uh, what he expects this year, his summer workouts, all that and more with Coach Morris here on Hour 2 here on the Chase and West Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Go check out all the great shows across Blue Wire Pods. Uh, wide receiver one with uh, legendary NFL receiver Chris Carter, uh, the green light with retired NFL defensive end Chris Long, uh, road tripping with Richard Jefferson and uh, Channing Fry, two former NBAers. Um, so just a loaded, loaded group. Um, Max Crosby, current defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders. He even has a show with us. So all kinds of great shows here across the Blue Wire Pod Network. So go check all those out after you uh, listen to this very podcast. So uh, don't forget, folks, uh, check us out on YouTube. You can watch this episode and watch all of our great stuff and clips and all that good stuff over on the YouTube page, youtube.com. Type in the Chase Most Podcast. That easy, that simple. Like and subscribe to our videos there. Um, read me, supportrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type in your email and uh, subscribe there so you get all of my written content. You can email the program at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com, tweet at me at chase double underscore Thomas, and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. All right, uh, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast, the Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back here on the Thursday afternoon June 2nd edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I am joined by a first-timer down there in South Forsyth, Georgia. It's really like Swanee. It's more like coming. I don't really know where to define South Forsyth. My family moved to South Forsyth area after I graduated high school uh, from Parkview. Very different, Uh, but my brother went to Lambert, so I'm very familiar with the area, but I've never had this coach on, so I'm very excited to talk with Coach Troy Morris of the South Forsyth High School football team. Coach, how's it going? It's going great, man. I appreciate you reaching out and excited to be on your show. Well, thanks for being here. Um, I am, I'm excited to talk to you and learn. I've spent this whole week, uh, this summer, just going to different high schools here in East Tennessee. And let me tell you, East Tennessee is different in terms of the players. A lot of scheme stuff is different. It's just di- like growing up in Georgia and watching Parkview and their heyday and just the different guys and just different bodies. It's just interesting to see the, the difference in 7A football in the in Georgia versus uh, 6A in uh, in East Tennessee. It's it's a it's almost like a different game when you're watching it up close. But um, how's the offseason uh, going for you, Coach? Has it uh, been about what you expected? Have you gotten a lot of installs in already? Are you doing the early morning camps uh, to avoid the crazy heat? What's it What's it like so far? Yeah, we haven't gotten started with our summer stuff yet. Hmm. June 6th, we're in a dead week right now. The whole state okay. is. Um, but 
June the 6th, we'll get started and we go from eight to 10 30 in the morning. We, we go four days a week, mm. a lot of install stuff. You know, I know whenever I was back in high school, you showed up in August and started to install and two a days and all of that. And, you know, it's just way different now, you know, over the summers when you do all your installs. So we, when we get to our first day in pads, it's all in. Um, so it's way different now. So a lot of conditioning and running and install and all that kind of stuff. It's going to get cranked up June 6th. We have some base stuff in from spring. Mm. We're really basic in spring. Uh, so we have a lot to do this summer. So next Monday we'll get started. So did you say you go straight to pads when y'all get started on Monday? No, we, okay. uh, August the 1st is the first Got day we're doing pads. Yeah, we're just in helmets over the summer. Mm t-shirt and shorts working out lifting and then we get on the field for i don't know how long we're out there about an hour and a half maybe hour mm-hmm. and 50 minutes and then we get in the weight room some and we condition things like that so efficiency is key right like you have to really you only get so much time in the summer with these kids uh how how do you make sure that each one of those summer workouts is as efficient as possible yeah we map it all out i mean from mm-hmm. the moment they step on and we get started at eight o'clock we're very efficient from we designate everything every minute on what the kids are doing and we try to mm-hmm. transition fast and so the kids there's no confusion you know we go from a stretch to offense defense to working out to special team everything is mapped out prior to us getting out there so every coach and kid knows where to go and we just try to be as efficient as you can we try not to waste a second with camps it's interesting because there's just so many camps for these kids to go especially like the the kids who are probably going to go get a scholarship four star five star three star kids um they're getting pulled in a lot of different directions you got a lot of non-official visits uh, a lot of official visits to do uh the summer is just a big part for them because they got the school year it's harder to get around i mean obviously with the fall and taking in a game in person that kind of mm-hmm. thing but uh, how does that affect you and what y'all plan when you're like, do you have, do you know for sure like which guys are going to be there, which guys are not? Does that affect how you do things in the summer? Well, it does, especially in key positions. Like if our quarterback's mm. not going to be there or uh, things like that, we look at it as a chance for other guys to get in there and get reps. Mm. Uh, we do have to deal with that. Our, well, we encourage our, our guys that are going through the recruiting stuff is try to schedule it around our practices. Try to, cause we, that's one reason we go in the mornings. Mm. And do camps in the afternoons. Uh, Wednesdays we're off, so try to go to a Wednesday camp or weekend camps. And then, of course, we're always aware of – we tell those guys to let us know when they're going to camps, so we're a little easier on them when it comes to conditioning. And, and our quarterback's going to a camp. We try to lay off his throwing, you know, the day prior, let him rest up. So we try to accommodate for those guys because it's important. I mean, those guys are going on interviews, essentially, mm. uh, to the college campuses, and they're trying to get their offers. So we respect that, and we, we do everything we can for those guys. Do you like the camps? Do you think it's beneficial, the seven-on-seven stuff? Um, as far as you talk about the recruiting camps that they go to? No, yeah, just that and where they compete in those seven-on-seven, like the elites have uh, seven-on-seven, stuff like that. Yeah, we've had some kids do that. Last year we had a lot of kids doing it. For some mm. reason this year there weren't as many. Uh, mm. I'm not sure why. Um, I, the only thing, I just don't want the kids to get burned out. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. Um, if they're out there having fun and – you know, and it's, and it's, and they're enjoying it. I'm all about it, you know, mm. but they start, I worry about burnout with that, you know, not just doing too much. I worry about that with every sport. I have four kids and mm. I've always been concerned about that with my own is just doing, you know, one sport year round, you know, eventually it's probably going to get to, you You know, I like the variety and mixing up and going to different things. So, you know, and seven on seven is different than actual mm. football. So, you know, maybe they won't experience that hopefully. It is interesting. Like football was unique in that way for so long because you kind of have like, with basketball, you have AAU. With baseball, you have travel. And at a certain point, if you're good and you want to play the next level, you just kind of have to give up the rest of the sports, even if you enjoy the other ones. Like, you just kind of have to get into that world full time. 
football was different where you did track, you did basketball, you could do the other stuff. And it was encouraged uh, by the coaching staff to be like, Hey, we want you doing different stuff. Like how many tight ends have come across college and the NFL who are just like, Hey, did you know this guy played basketball in college and in yeah. high school? Like they, they love uh, reminding me of that. So you see, and I, and I kind of yeah. disagree with that. Even I don't, I don't think that, you know, you have to specialize in even basketball and baseball either. Hmm. And I think a great example of that is Landon Sims, who's, mm-hmm. you know, he's gotten hurt now, but he was unbelievable last year as a freshman. He was our starting safety for two years there. He played all four years of high school. He was just a phenomenal player. And then I think he carried that mentality over into baseball. And he'll mm-hmm. take that, is that football, competitive edge, all those types of things. He, you can watch him when he pitches, and you know, he has that mentality about him. And I think a lot of that has to do with football. So, And I just think the variety helps the kid. You know, I remember whenever I played back in high school, I did – so many different sports. I was always so excited about the next one, you know, whenever mm. going from outdoor to indoor to back to outdoor, uh, it was just always exciting to me. I never got tired of it. And I think it was because of the change. Yeah. That's how like, it's interesting. It even permeates into media. Like I just, there's so many colleagues of mine and people in this industry who now just only cover one sport or they just do that year round or the amount of folks that just like stop watching the other stuff or covering. And I'm like, I just don't think I would, do this industry anymore i would get so burnt out and i would get so bored just covering that one thing and only thinking about that one thing every day but it seems like uh we've gone more and more into this niche kind of culture where you just find that one thing and you just only cover that only write about that only podcast about that that's just not and that had i have no interest in that like on this show today three different uh subjects three different things because i'd rather learn and i would rather uh diversify uh these shows and what i'm covering as much as possible but um is there one game is there one moment is there one part of last season that you're still thinking about here in early june you know we had we had some good moments last year and some painful ones too and that's with every football season um the the probably the most memorable one last year was the game against west you know when Mm -hmm. we play west it's always just it's always down to the wire it seems like i think that both teams are well coached. I think both teams have a lot of talent. Both teams play really, really hard, which to be honest with you, a lot of the teams that we play are like that. And uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, it's just with us in West, it just seems to come down to the wire. And um, the last three years have gone to either overtime or, well, excuse me, the last two years, of uh, last year was double overtime. And then this year was overtime. And the year before that, it was right down to the wire, went overtime, but it was really, mm-hmm. really close. Uh, and this year, the, the way we won it down eight with, I think a minute and a half to go and ended up coming back and getting the tie and then going to overtime and, um, you know, ending it there, you know, getting a run in there to end it in, double, in, in overtime. That was uh, that was just really exciting and really cool for our community. Okay. I like it. Um, what, uh, what's been the biggest coaching lesson uh, you've learned uh, since being at South Forsyth? What would you say that is? You know, uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. I would say this past year is just uh, be ready for the unexpected. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I picked up through over the years, through all my years uh, that I was prepared for. And then I think as a head coach, there's just there's always going to be things that you don't account for. You just can't uh, just be ready for those and, and prepared to deal with them. How much does your scheme change year over year? Do you really want to make sure year over year, like, hey, we don't know what kind of guys we're getting in this year. We don't know what kind of freshmen are coming in. We don't know kind of like it, high school's different where you don't, there's no recruiting. There's you, it's who's in your area and you kind of have to adapt to just the kind of guys you're walking in your program uh, for that four year span, but you just, you don't know. So do you have, are you able, generally speaking, to run the kind of scheme and run the kind of personnel that you would prefer and that you're most comfortable with year over year? Or do you have to change a lot more than you would like? 
Well, when I first got to South, we were in the wing tee. And mm. after three years, um, Coach Arnett, who was our head coach at the time, he and mm. I both agreed we need to do something different. So we went to a different offense that involved a lot of formations and motions and tried to look really confusing to our opponents and really easy for us. And then it's evolved into the pistol, you know, mm. and getting our quarterback more involved as a run threat. Um, and I think the one thing that I could be most proud of is with our offense, it is, it's, it's so adaptable to our players. Mm. Uh, you know, if, and whatever we're good at, that's what we're going to do uh, according to the talent that we have. You know, if we're, if we can run it a whole bunch, we'll run it. If we need to throw it, we'll throw it. There's years since we've been in this offense that we've ran it 75% of the time and thrown it 25 because mm. we had a big line and a huge back. And, and then there's like the last couple of years, we've thrown it a lot. We've had really good receivers, good quarterbacks. Um, not to say our running game wasn't good, but the strength was in throwing. So we're, you know, 70, 30 pass to run. So really our whole offense is predicated, predicated on our players. So from our freshman to our JV to our varsity, all those offenses may be geared different directions, even though it's the same uh, philosophy, same scheme, it still can be geared different directions based off of the players. Um, and then defensively, the same thing, you know, if we have to be exotic and blitz a lot, we will, if we have to, go to a four-man front or an odd front, we'll do that. Just It's all based around our players, all of it. Interesting. Do you, run, do you Have you found that uh, you do more man uh, on the outside or more zone? Yeah, it, you know, it just, once again, it depends on our talent. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say we're probably a little bit more of a zone team this past year, mm -hmm. uh, probably more of a man team in the, in the past. Um, but once again, in the past, I, I've been more on the offensive side. Yeah. You know, so. My, that's where my focus has been. But this past year, we we're a little bit more of a zone team. Um, but there are times we definitely play some man and bring people and do all that. Once it, it's, it all comes down to our players. Yeah. You know, if we have people that can lock you down and we'll lock you down and bring people or we need to play zone to help those guys out a little bit, we'll do that. So being an offensive guy, do you delegate? Do you just you put a lot of trust in your defensive side of the ball and your coaches there where you're like, I'm not going to I'm not going to interfere. Like, I trust you guys. This is not my this is not my area. Is that how it is? Or do you have a pretty significant hand in what defensive calls are made? Well, I don't I don't have a lot to do with the calls. Yeah, um, but I definitely have a hand in there. Mm -hmm. I, I, they, they let me know what's going on. I'm definitely involved in what's going on. But they handle all the preparation. They handle the call. They, they run the defense. Uh, Coach mm -hmm. Walker is our defensive coordinator, and I trust him to do a, um, to make sure that that side of the ball is taken care of. Um, but I'm definitely – I'm not just completely hands-off with the defensive side of the ball. I'm watching and paying attention and coaching here when I need to, the things that I – you know, I, I'm not completely um, – you know, I know some defense. I'm not completely – I'm a football coach. Right. Um, but, no, I trust those guys. But if I see something that needs to be addressed, I definitely address it. What would you say is the most difficult part of uh, your team scheme to defend the last couple of years? What would you say if you we, if we got other coaches around, if we got Palmieri from Denmark, if I got different coaches around for Scythe, what would you say that they think is the most difficult part about playing you on the offensive side of the ball? Um, from our offense, I think I've had some coaches tell me that um, just how many formations and motions and movements mm. that we do. Um, it's kind of hard to deal with if you're trying to break us down and um, align to us based off of our formations and, and things like that. It's, it becomes really difficult because you can't tell if we're, you know, um, lining up a certain way to, to, to go that way and outflank you or if it's mm -hmm. just kind of smoke and mirrors and we're going the other way. Um, and that's kind of the objective that we had is is just to try to seem confusing and, and give you a lot of different things to look at where um, on our end of it, it's not very confusing on how we call it and how we yeah. teach it. So that, that would be the probably the biggest thing I think 
Um, another thing I'd have to give credit to our kids, our kids play really, really hard. Mm. Um, you know, and most, most of the people that we play are like that. So, um, I compliment them as well. Like if you come out on a Friday night and your kids aren't ready to play, you're probably going to get your teeth kicked in because every <laughs> team is well coached and the kids play hard and they execute well. And, um, and our kids know that like they have mm-hmm. to be on top of their game every Friday night. Kind of sounds like air force. I had Troy Calhoun on a couple months ago, uh, air force head coach. That's kind of how it is. If you don't, if you're not ready for the air force offense, uh, one week, you're, you're in trouble. Like if you yeah. take it for granted, it's that same kind of thing. Uh, a lot of service academies do that really well. Um, which is part of the reason I'm excited that uh, Army is not coming to Knoxville this fall because I did not want <laughs> I don't want any part of that in like yeah. week three and then have them upend our season with the triple option. Don't uh, don't want any part of that. No, uh, no. Monk is a good coach, man. Like Monk's good. doing good work uh, yeah. there in Army. Um, so when you uh, look at uh, this upcoming season, is there one game that you already have circled that you're you're most excited about? Is there one stretch that you think will define your season when you're like, all right, this these couple weeks, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be our tell and where this season's gonna go. You know, I, you know, when we get into region, our, our non-region schedule is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're playing some good teams in our non-region, and we're on the road forever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whenever I was doing the scheduling, had a team back out on me and ended up having to take another road game, which put us on the road for huh. four, four games in a row. And then, um, you know, That's some wild. bye weeks in there. I know it was it was pretty frustrating, but it is what it is. Man. So we're actually we're at home the first week and then we're mm. not back for another six weeks with you know four of those being games and two bye weeks in there. Um, so we're on the road forever. So our kids are excited about it, though. Yeah. I was a little concerned, but they're actually excited about it. They like going on the road and playing in different places. Well, you're so, going all over the place for folks I'm who are not who don't know. You're going to Harrison, North Oconee, mm-hmm. Clark Central, and then Brookwood. You're not yeah. like you're not you're going on the road. And when we say you're going on the road, it's not like you're going around Forsyth County or Gwinnett County. You're all over the state, basically. Yeah, unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, just scheduling wise, it was tough having to schedule yeah. those many away games. But it is what it is, you know. Um, so we're not going to unpack our bags. We'll get home and keep them packed <laughs> and hit the road again the following week. Uh, but like I said, our kids are excited about it, and that's all that matters. That's all yeah. I'm concerned about. If they're fired up about it, then I am. But as far as a certain game, I mean, you know, when you get into region, it, mm. it's just every game is so important. And like I said, the teams in our region are really good. Milton's coming in this year. Mm. Everybody knows about them. Um, so there's definitely some challenges in each one. Um, I would say right now uh, the first region game would be our main focus after coming out of, out of those non-region games, which, you know, the non-region are important as well. But, you know, it doesn't count until we get yeah. to the main one. So. Why don't y'all play North Forsyth? Well, they dropped down into 6A and then. That's uh, right. I don't know. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that caught me off guard. Um, what, did you have a favorite game from this fall? Did you have one that stood out to you most? I know we talked about West Forsyth as just the crazy and that just being the nature of it. But did you have one where you're like, our kids really fought hard. This went maybe a different way than I thought it was going to go based on our week of practice. And this was just a totally different result that I just could not be more proud of our guys. I would probably say the Gainesville game because mm. we had such an emo- emotional win against West and that can always be a trap, you know, an emotional mm. letdown that following week. And we knew it. And the year before we had lost to West in double overtime and sure enough, we played Gainesville and we did not play very well, which they were good, mm-hmm. but we didn't play very well that night either. So that this year we knew that, that that trap was a possibility. So we, you know, we focused on it that week at practice and we had a good week of practice um, and they were, they were good and they were at home and they, they played really well at home. Um, and it was a dog fight, you know, it's, I think it was three to nothing at halftime and, and we had actually played. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just 
finish off some drives. Um, but I was proud of how our kids responded. We came out in the second half. Half the coaches made great adjustments, um, and then ended up winning that game. So that that was a tough game, you know. After that emotion, how much emotion was in the West game, and then coming back, I was just proud of everybody and how they responded and handled that because that was a tough environment. Playing down there in Gainesville is not easy. It's not going to get any easier with Josh Niblett coming in, man. He was on yeah. the pod a couple months ago. That uh, it, it's there's some energy there, it, yeah. uh, and it's different. Like them being a city school and just the tradition, and I yeah, Gainesville. I think so. on the way back. It's a tough place to play. They care yeah, about the they, they, have some, yeah, they have some good players. They have mm. they had some good players, and Coach Webb did a great job with them as well. I mean, mm-hmm. they're well coached, and um, like I said, it was a dog. They beat us two years ago, and then this year it was a dog fight, and we pulled away at the end. But um, they're a good football team. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, what uh, is there one player in particular that you're most excited about? I know you don't want you don't have to shout out any one guy, but when you're looking at this group uh, for this un- upcoming group, like who are you most excited about uh, and what kind of season they might have for you this fall? You, you know, it's just so hard to name somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hate if you name somebody, you're going to, you know, bother, upset somebody yeah. else, not naming them. That's just tough. I, we have a lot of guys that I'm excited about. We have a lot of mm-hmm. returners. Um, that I'm very excited. We've got new guys that have, have just killed it in the weight room mm. and in our spring game um, played well. So I'm just excited to see what this team is going to look like all together. Um, like I said, we've got some new guys that are going to come on the scene that I think is going to surprise a lot of people and think, where'd that guy come from? Or mm. uh, and that's what happens at South. Our kids just work so, so hard in the weight room and they change their bodies. They change their mindsets. And then um, they come out of nowhere, really, you know, the only people that know that they're, that they're going to be what they're, you know, end up being are their coaches and their parents. But other than that, um, you know, I don't think their parents know, generally speaking. <laughs> well, they, they think they know. So yeah, they, they, believe, they believe in them like we do. Right. So, um, and that goes a long ways, I think, mm-hmm. you know, believing in these kids and watching that effort and energy. And it's amazing what you, what you can do if you really put your mind to something. And I Absolutely. think we have a lot of players that do that. They, they, they really work their rear ends off in our program. What's your favorite part about being the coach of South Forsyth? Just the people. Um, I think at South, we have great people from our administration to our teachers, to our students, to our parents. Um, I love our coaching staff. Our players are unbelievable. Mm. I don't care if they're the starter or third string or whatever. We just have great kids. Um, our community is it's just it's a great place. There's a reason I've been there since 2010. The, the mm. longest I've ever been anywhere before was three years. And I've been here since 2010. And, uh, you know, I just pray that we continue to have success, success. And I'm able to stay here a lot longer because it's just it's it's you know I think at the end of the day, so much of this sport and life are about relationships, and um, there's a lot of good ones at South that I have. What's been the biggest change in coaching high school football since you took over, and or since you really got there in 2010? Man, that's a tough one. Um, the biggest change in high school football, you know, I, I don't in our area. I just feel like the football's gotten so much better mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, I think the kid, the the teams have taken this, the weight room a, a lot more serious. Just taking hmm. football a lot more serious. Uh, every Friday night, if you play a Forsyth County team, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna play against a really well coached football team, and the kids are gonna play hard. Uh, there's a lot of talent in this area, which hmm. I don't think was the case when we first got here. There was some, but nothing like there is now. I mean, there's FBS players all throughout Forsyth County, um, and the talent has just gotten better and better and better. And I think it's going to continue to improve. Interesting. Um, is your group going to be more upperclassmen, do you think, uh, or more underclassmen? How, what's the ratio this year? Do you think it's going to be mostly that you're going to be able to lean on a lot of upperclassmen in your starting lineup on both sides? Of the yeah, ball? I think we're going to be primarily made up of, of 
juniors and seniors. And that's, that's, that's typically the case. Okay. Uh, there might be a sophomore too that sneaks in there for a little playing time. Um, but in a seven, eight program, it's, it's hard for sophomores to get on the field. Yeah. Uh, they get on the field in a seven, eight program. They're probably really good players. Um, so I, I think we're primarily going to be made up of, like I said, the upperclassmen. Okay. This year. You get uh, a day off, coach, to do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about anything. Like the kids are on vacation with the wife. Like it's just you. You can do whatever you want to do. What do you do? Um, you know, I'm probably at the lake, hanging out at the lake. doing Linear? Something. Yeah, probably out at Lake okay. Linear, something out there. I love the lake and okay. the water and you know, all those types of things. And this summer I'm getting scuba certified. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my boys and I are going to get, get certified this summer. Yeah. All right. I'm going to cut this part of the interview out. Cause I don't want uh, my fiance to hear that. Cause she's all <laughs> in on scuba and has thrown that yeah. around for the honeymoon. And I'm like, I'm out. I don't want a scuba. Scuba is yeah. not on my radar. That's yeah. uh can't do it. Just, fine. My, wife, my wife's not all about it either. She, yeah. she doesn't want to do it. So my boys the and tank I and everything where I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's asking a lot of me to take care yeah. of business down there. And if things go wrong, it's not like things going wrong in a lot of other areas of life. You're in trouble. Things go yeah, wrong. With that's that. true. Um, yeah. It's well, that's really the way I am with heights. I want nothing to do with, with you know, with the, hiking up a mountain and all that. I mean, I like to hike up, but the mountain part at the top and looking down, I can't deal with that. Interesting. Because I've jumped out of, I've, I've done skydiving before. I uh-huh. knew that. Standing you're killing up. me, coach. I'm cutting that too. She wants yeah. to do the skydive. You're killing me. Is that right? Yeah, you're killing <laughs> Skydiving's me. Skydiving's awesome now. I'm not gonna lie, it's awesome. I mean, all my like, I come from a military family, and that's just part of the deal. They they jump out of airplanes all the time. Like they just talk yeah. about it like it's nothing. Um, flight school, everything. You're jumping out of airplanes all the time, and uh, yeah, no, can't do it. That's uh, not on the radar for me. <laughs> um, are you a runner, or what do you? Since you don't hike. Are you, what do yeah. you do outside? Like, well, I actually hike, but I just don't, when I get to the top, I stay back. Like my, my family <laughs> go up, look over the edge. I, I'm in the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't get to the edge. I enjoy the hiking part. Um, am I a runner? Yeah. I've done a half marathon before. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a runner, but I, yeah. I do go out and run. I don't like okay. it a lot, but I do it to stay in You don't shape. like it. You're more of a weight, weight training guy. I, I like the weight room a lot, a lot better. And when hmm. I'm done running, I like it. But while I'm doing it, I, I'm not all about that. I mean, I'll do it, but, you know, it doesn't excite me. Are you a coffee guy? Big time. Big okay. Time. What do you put in your coffee? Just creamer. Just that's creamer. It. Okay. Yeah, I put a little bit of creamer and that's it. How many cups are we doing today? Like, it's oh, one thirty okay. when we're doing this. What? How many cups deep are you at the moment? Uh, I'm probably on my third, maybe. But I'll drink it all day. I, I stop about – sometimes I'll drink it going out to practice. Okay. I'll drink it before a game. Mm-hmm. Um, my do you wife, game day routines? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I have some. I I stretch before I stretch before I do. I stretch before I dress, get dressed, and huh? Yeah, I do that. That's a routine. Never heard that one before. I don't know why I do it, but I'm not playing, so I don't know why. I I guess I'm afraid I'm gonna pull something out there or something. I don't know. I've just always done that. I've always stretched before I get dressed. Okay. In the locker room beforehand, Um, I drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I, I, I i'll get some big red chewing gum before i go out I, I big chew red are we doing sugar free are we doing straight up big red straight up big red yeah oh my goodness my offensive guys all know it you know they have to make sure i've got it before we get started really yeah that's weird. have you I, coached a game without big red i have yeah how long ago are we talking here i've done that ever since i've been at south i think okay i started at south and i don't know i've just done it for a long time that's wild. So, you're, are you Pete Carroll in it over there? Like the hard chewing when the game's not going well? Does your I do. My guys change? get on to me. My guys get on to me because I have the mic there, and sometimes yeah. 
in there because I get excited, but and they'll let me know, hey man, pull that microwave face a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Like you're you're on your own here. I have TMJ braces killed the jaw. Like I gums out like gum yeah. is just a, a nightmare for me now you and i don't know if we can hang out a whole lot we don't have no we have like no but my fiance <laughs> she's in. yeah oh dude i i'm a big coffee guy now i got good, i got good, the coffee good. i got the coffee um uh, but hey you know opposites attract maybe yeah. you never know um do you watch a lot of football when you're not coaching yeah, everything or yes i watch all kinds of i watch sports just in general mm-hmm. i'm a fanatic i love i watch anything that's on your teams pretty much so I've always uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I grew up in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And so college wise, I'm a, I'm a Georgia. I've always liked Georgia. I got my master's from Georgia. Um, and then my son, my youngest son is going to play for Samford. So now I'm a Samford mm. Bulldog fan. But I love the Braves, uh, the Mavericks. Mm. You know. And then a buddy, of, I say a buddy of mine, a guy I went to college with is actually the GM of uh, the Hawks. Oh, so you went we, to uh, with Travis Schlink. Yeah, Travis Schlink. Okay. Yeah. So we went to a small school out in Kansas called Bethel College and kind of ran in the same circles, you know, ran in some of the same circles. So I know him a little bit. Um, okay. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. So Do y'all talk still? We don't. We talk. I can't remember the last time we talked. It was probably 15 years ago, maybe. He okay. was working for UGA's basketball team and we saw hmm. him there at a game. And um, and I don't know how to get a hold of him. I wish I could just say hey to him, you know, congratulations mm. or whatever, but I don't know how to get a hold of him. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, we'll end on this. What would South Forsyth parents, fans, the football program be surprised to know about you? Is it something that your family always gets onto you about where you're like, this is a weird Troy Morris thing? Like, what would it be? What would it be surprised to know about you? Man, that's a tough one there. I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I don't think I've got anything kind of weird or. Do you have a personality um, quirk that a lot of people don't uh, would not guess? Are you more of an introvert than people might guess? I, you know, I'm a little bit of both. Um, there's times when I definitely am introverted, and then there's times where I really enjoy being out and, and about around people. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty funny. You know, okay. I don't think very many people know that. Yeah, I think my close friends know it. You know, I can mm. be a pretty funny guy at times. But do the players know it? Yeah, I'll let that side of me show some, not often, some? but some, yeah. Um, but really, I, you know, I don't I don't know of any any kind okay. of crazy quirk or anything like that that parents, you know, or anybody else would be surprised at. Do you golf? Yeah, bad. I'm a bad <laughs> golfer. I'm not good. I'm not good. Okay. But I, I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it. I don't play a lot, you know, no. with my kids. You know, well, you're in golf country over there in Forsyth. Like my I am. in Old Atlanta Club. You got uh, Marlowe. You got all kinds of spots over there in Forsyth. Yeah. I enjoy it. You know, we've yeah. done a couple of foursomes out there with mm-hmm. some of my guys and my staff and stuff. Um, and it's fun. You know, I, I love the camaraderie out there yeah. and cutting up and laughing. I like that more than the actual playing. But I enjoy playing. It's fun. I'm just not, like I said, I'm not great at it. Do you fish? I'll fish some. Okay. I like to do a little bit of everything. You know, I, I enjoy fishing and but I'm, you know, I don't do it all the time, but I enjoy doing that. Okay. Master yeah. or none, but you want to do a lot of different things. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, I like to experience things and, um, you know, just try stuff. You know, like Scott, mm-hmm. my kid, my oldest son wanted to go skydiving for his 18th birthday. And he said, will you go with me? I, Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. You know, so I'll you know, scuba dive. How did mom feel about that? The 18 year old skydiving? She was, she was yeah. good. Yeah, okay. she was good. She was good. So all of my kids, no, two of my kids have done it. And the other two mm-hmm. wanted to do it. 
So I'll probably be doing that again in October. My daughter wants to do it now. So okay. she turns 18 in October. So I'll probably go again with her. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, the collections over there. Yep. Is there a spot that you frequent the most? Oh, Are you yeah. a big cheeky guy? Are oh, yeah. Big... Cheekies is my spot. <laughs> Absolutely. I go there all the time. Yeah. Too much, probably. Okay. Cheekies is my jam. Like that was uh, back in the day that, yeah, the cheekies, uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Collections yeah, I'm over there. there a lot. Yeah. It's a nice place. And Marlowe's, I like Marlowe's. Yeah. My wife and I go out there quite a bit. And those are kind of our two spots. Do people come up to you during football season where they're like, hey, I, what were you doing on that call in the third quarter? What were, what was happening there, coach? No, I, like I said, our community's great. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they don't they don't question us a whole lot or anything mm. like that. They're probably saying it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back whenever I was the offensive coordinator and up in the box, I could hear people, like, what are you doing? And, all, and yeah. I would tell them, I don't know. That was a bad call, you know. Leave me alone, Buck Blue. <laughs> But no, our, our fans are great, man. Yeah. I love our parents. I love our fans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're passionate about it, but the, the, it's also, you know, I think that up to this point anyways, they've also been level-headed about it as well. Yeah. So okay. Very supportive. Very supportive. Are you a reader? I love to read, yeah. Oh, what have you read recently that you liked? Um, I'm almost done with Twin Thieves right now. It's a leadership okay. book. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm almost done with. Um is that more your jam? You like the leadership nonfiction type thing? I, I, I all nonfiction, self-help. No all, fiction. I do not like fiction. No. Oh, you just don't even like it. You're like, I, I don't need it. I don't, I don't need it whatsoever. No. Interesting. I'll read, I'll read um, self-help books, coaches books, leadership mm. books, stuff like that. That's what I read. All right. I've read the dichotomy of leadership. I've read, um, like I said, the twin, twin thieves. Mm. I've read almost all the, co- every coach book you can think of. Um, hmm. so that's what I enjoy. So, All right. and I actually, one of the most recent books we read was some coaching friends of, of mine and myself who read can't hurt me by David Goggins. Okay. Very impactful book. Now there's some yeah. language in there, but it, it, it'll change your life. What that guy has done is yeah. amazing. Yeah. David Goggins book. Okay. I'm going to look that up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, coach, how do the good folks support the South Forsyth football program, uh, this summer and this season? I think the biggest thing is just to come out and watch, watch them play, watch us play. And um, you don't get a lot of chances because we're only home four times in the regular season there. But uh, that's wild. Yeah. Those four times come on out and uh, check us out. And the, the games are broadcast on Forsyth, Forsyth Sports 365. Hmm. Greg Golden broadcast that. Um, so you can tune in and listen there as well. Uh, but that's the biggest way to do it. And I think you'd enjoy it. I mean, it's a it's a cool atmosphere. Our fans get into it and it's exciting. We have some traditions that we do. During the game, we got a big old video board up there that they run a lot of videos through, and they're real creative with that. And um, it's just a cool atmosphere, and it's a fun night. We'd love to have people come out and watch. There you go. All right, Coach, good luck this summer. Uh, and we'll have to check back again uh, this fall. Yeah, please do. Please do. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, that'll do it for Hour 2 here on the Chase Most Podcast, the Friday, June 3rd. 2022 edition here on the blue wire pod network if you enjoyed today's episode uh with coach morris uh i would greatly appreciate it if you would leave this episode a five-star rating and a review on apple Podcasts or spotify if that is how you listen to today's episode make sure you're subscribed so that you never miss any of my content on your podcast player of choice we're available wherever you get your podcast um so make sure you are subscribed to the chase almost podcast so you don't miss all of our great content all across uh this very feed and the Blue Hour Pod Network. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Like and subscribe. YouTube.com. Type in the Chase Homes Podcast. You'll find us there. 
And uh, yeah, part three, hour three here on the Chase Almost podcast coming up in just one second. Stats by Will on all things college basketball. So college basketball to wrap up here on the Friday, June 3rd, 2022 edition here on the Chase Almost podcast. Thanks for sticking around and uh, making the Chase Almost podcast part of your daily listen. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.